Welcome to the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast, where we untangle the past, rewrite the present, and reclaim our future. I am your host, Tammy Vincent, and together we will break free from old patterns, heal wounds, and create new narratives. Are you ready to transform the effects of your dysfunctional past into your superpowers? Are you excited to get back in touch with your true authentic self? If so, then hit subscribe and join me weekly on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. Here we will learn from experts as well as experienced thrivers how to turn our trials into smiles while living our most authentic and joyful lives. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adult Child of Dysfunction. Today, we have with us a special guest. Her name is Lainey Love. She's an award-winning coach as well as a best-selling author, and I'll let her tell you all about the books. And I'm actually going to just let her ex- introduce herself and tell you who she is. Hello, Lainey. Thank you so much for coming. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I have two books. One is How to Use Hypnosis to Master Your Brain, and the other is newly released, and it is called A Bigger Mission. And I co-wrote it with 11 other amazing, badass professionals. And in that book, we share our stories um, of a traumatic incident or experience and how we overcame it and the tools. We have a workbook that goes along with it um, that shares the work, uh, the tools that we use to work through our challenges so that the reader can, can also use those tools and move through any obstacles that they're facing right now. I'm really, really excited and proud about that. Hey man, that sounds great. And I mean, just 11 people with 11 different types of dysfunction, You, there's no way that's not a plethora <laughs> of tools for your toolbox. <laughs> yeah, it's 12 of us all together. So it's one for every month. And yeah, it's really great that we all have um, such different stories and different tools. And so there's something for everyone, but regardless, you will be inspired by everyone's story. And you said that book is already out? Yeah, A Bigger Mission. Okay, so we will put the links in the show notes and everything so people can get hold of that. And the other one, which we didn't even talk about before we got started, was about hypnosis. Yes, how to use hypnosis to master your brain. It's a beginner's guide gives you a little bit of the history of hypnosis and how it works. Cause still I find a lot of people are are a little bit weary of hypnosis and really it's just a natural state. I mean, we're in and out of it kind of all day. If you sit down in front of the TV or you enter a state of hypnosis. So it's just a relaxed state essentially and nobody can really make you do anything <laughs> and it's safe and effective for rewiring your subconscious patterns because it's your subconscious mind that is running your the show it's running your life amen you you are so right about that i actually just had somebody on about 3 or 4 episodes ago that showed you how to self hypnotize so that you could beat those mindset blocks and everything without having to continually go to a hypnotherapist are you a hypnotherapist I am an RTT practitioner, rapid transformational therapy. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know you, we were talking just generally before this, and we were talking about your struggles as a single mom. And I know so many of the listeners out there are single parents. So talk to me. Yeah, this this is a big one. Um, being a single mother and what's possible. 
and coming from a toxic family and what's possible. Because when you come first, when you're coming from your foundation of coming from um, a toxic family, you don't usually come out of that with a lot of useful tools. You will find that you do have useful tools from overcoming and persevering through chaos and and through trauma and and having tremendous survival skills. So there there are some bonuses, there are some gifts, there are some blessings from whatever scenario that that you've grown up within. But when you have when you've been imprinted when you grew up in in chaos and trauma, there also become a lot of extra things that you have to overcome. And Absolutely. that requires yeah, doing the work. So, but a lot of times, I mean, I didn't even notice, even though I was always interested in health and alternative therapy, and I was always doing some kind of active work when you're steeped in chaos and you have your blinders on to not even being aware of that. And maybe because you've had to dissociate and leave your body to be safe, maybe you had to dissociate and turn off of your, your emotions to be safe whatever that is that became a coping mechanism then becomes something that hinders you and blocks you, stops you slowing down from getting the results that you want in your life. So when you start to notice that when you become an adult, like it's not your fault what happened to you. It's not. I mean, if we want to go really spiritual and you chose your family and you chose those lessons for a reason, but I mean, perhaps that's another conversation, <laughs> but just for, you know, practical tools, it's not your fault what happens to you, but it becomes your responsibility to do something about it and to heal from it. And Absolutely. healing, just, yeah, means restoring, restoring your sense of self. So removing things and that pretty much always equals to removing uh, the trapped emotions. So whenever you have had a traumatic experience, you've had to swallow a lot of whatever those experiences were. And, and that ends up being energetic blockages. And energetic blockages then keep you in the cycle and get you sick or slow you down again and stop you from being able to achieve what it is that you're wanting to achieve. Because your program is one thing and your conscious thoughts are something else. And so they are combating against each other, not even actually com combating against each other because the subconscious mind is just running the program. I was going to say the subconscious mind is always yeah. going to beat the conscious yeah. mind, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> it feels frustrating and like it's a fight to your conscious mind because you're like, but I want this. This is what I want. Why do I keep choosing this? It's very frustrating. It's so frustrating. I was so frustrated. You know, and it's funny because it is frustrating because you know what you want. You know, you know, it's like I say, I can sit there and give myself all the positive affirmations in the world about my self-worth and my self-love and my worthiness and my my loyal, whatever it is. And then when a situation arises and I have to act, and I'm talking now I'm much better, but way back in the past, when I actually, when the rubber hit the road and I had to react or act, out comes that little five-year-old me scared. And that's what I act from. No matter how much I think I'm prepping, you know, it's kind of like having yeah. the doctor poke you and you get ready and you're so braced for it. I feel like that you ever, you ever had to do that and you had to brace so that he touches yes. and it doesn't hurt. 
And I'm I feel ready, like that's I'm how ready. I'm not yeah, ready. You're, you're, you're like, go ahead, bring it on. I got this. And you're so braced. And then he touches the other side and you're like, ow. And then it's like, that's how I feel like it is with your mind. Like you can't, your subconscious mind just takes over. It runs the entire show. So tell yeah. me some of the things I know what I used in my kind of, I say healing. I mean, I went through for those of you that are listening that have heard any of my episodes, um, chaos, dysfunction, abuse, neglect, whatever it you, whatever you want to call it, junk, a, a ton of junk. Um, tell me what worked for you. Like what worked to kind of, what, what do you use to help you through those, those things? Well, it took a long time and I'll share this because there's definitely going to be those of you out there that are also doing this. I was too smart for my own good. So I would go to therapy or I would read the books and I got it in here. I got it. I understood the concept. I understood why, um, but I wasn't allowing myself to actually go deep. Again, I was uh, protecting myself from feeling the feelings and actually doing the deep work that needed to be done so I could be free from the program. So if you are reading a lot of books or going to therapy and you're not getting the results that you want, it's because you are not actually feeling the feelings and releasing the things that you need to be released. You need to go deeper. So if you're not having any results, that's why you need to go deeper. And how you go deeper is pretty simple. Uh, it might not be easy because it feels really uncomfortable, but there are countless techniques. They all work. It just depends on what you resonate with. And the techniques are pretty much all doing the exact same thing. And that is allowing you to feel the feelings that are trapped, lodged, imprisoned inside of your body. Emotions are meant to be felt and released. They're just like, they're supposed to be a wave in and out. We're not supposed to store them. We're not supposed to imprison them. Um, and so when you feel them, when something happens, I don't know, for me, it was a, a lot of scarcity. Like anytime I'd go to the store, anytime I would panic on the inside for, for my whole life, pretty much until I was like, huh, until I one looked at it and was like, where is this coming from? Oh, right. Cause every time I went to the store with my mom, when I was a child, she would panic because we were really poor, a single mom. She was a teenage mom. Uh, she was always stressed out about money. She would panic. We'd have to put things back at the cash. Like, so I had stored her panic inside of me. And so when I just started to be like, okay, panic, I see you. Okay. Hi, panic. I'm seeing you. I recognize you. I'm just going to actually feel you because that's all I need to do. Because when I was a kid, I couldn't feel it because I was too afraid. And I couldn't fix it because I was too young. I didn't have any tools or ability. So I'm taking on my mom's energy because that's what we do as humans. But that's definitely what we do. It's multiplied when when you're a part of the same unit. And definitely when it's a mother-child relationship. So I took on her energy and I stored it. And all that needed to do, all I needed to do to release it was to feel it. And really that it's really that simple. 
It's just that we are stuck in the pattern or stuck in the programming of bypassing the emotion of stuffing down the emotion, right? <laughs> of ignoring the emotion, whatever that looks like for you. Um, we're not even registering that we even have an emotion. We're saying, well, I just don't have feelings. I don't, don't cry or that doesn't make me angry. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> You've just dissociated. And then you also get to look at that. So when I'm working with clients, really, it's just talking about notice what you notice. Just start noticing, paying yeah. attention to your life. Like, how do you actually feel about that? And you'll probably notice, wow, I have like 20 feelings about this one thing great. Just feel it and let it go. And sure, there's a million different tools, but uh, that simple one that I've just shared with you as my my favorite go-to one, um, it's really, really effective. It's really, really fast. So and for the people that have simple. never done it, and this is totally new, let's assume that's totally new. And you're like, okay, well, I know that one. That's a money blockage. That's easy. You know, I, I grew up with that. I'm saying hypothetically, like if someone's listening yes. and that's what they're saying and you say, you know, feel that. So, okay. So you're in the store and then you feel that, that gut, like, oh gosh, I can't, I'm, I can't yeah. afford this. And so what do you say to yourself? I know so you say, I I'm, feel that I I'm feel it, but what's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Start to. If you're new to it, you're going to say, I don't even notice anything. Like you're probably not even going to notice until maybe you get home and you're, and you're yelling at your kids or short with your partner or all of a sudden in this angry mood. And you're like, why, why I just went to the store to go get this. So a, a lot of it is having to do like detective work yeah. or actually paying more attention to yourself, which is a great habit to have. Mm -hmm. We should be paying more attention attention to ourselves and we should know ourselves. So just start paying attention to yourself start paying attention. So probably the first thing that you'll notice in noticing what you notice is why am I so angry? Why did, why did I get so angry with my kids? Then you think, oh yeah, I just went to the store. Oh, that's right. Whenever I go to the store, I feel panicked. I feel stressed. I feel depressed. I feel whatever your feelings are starts to name your emotions. Mm -hmm. So that would be step two is just start to notice what an actual emotion feels like or what the emotion that you're actually experiencing is. Because again, most people are so dissociated or unfamiliar with their themselves and definitely unfamiliar with their emotions that they probably can't even name the emotion that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So that's step two, getting to know, okay, I'm experiencing this emotion right now. Interesting. And the, I guess I would call that step three is like, just, oh, isn't that interesting? This is how I'm feeling. Cause a thousand different people could go up to the cash register and have a thousand different experiences. So isn't it interesting that I'm having this experience? Okay. Well, why? Yep. Maybe something will come up. Maybe something won't. It doesn't actually matter. Sometimes it's helpful. Like it was helpful for me to be like, oh, right. That was my childhood experience. Pretty much every time we went to the store, there was panic. Oh, right. It's actually not mine. I right. can let it go now. Exactly. I can let it go now. And then and that's I what you do is you let it go. 
Yep. And I always tell people too, when you have that emotion and you have that feeling, feel where it is in your body because mm-hmm. so much of it is stored in your body. I mean, if you just have, think of something like real quick off the bat and you say, oh, and, and it's something that grabs you and like hurts or, you know, it's sad or whatever. There's always a place in your body that you can feel it, whether it's your stomach or your back or your shoulders or your neck or your jaw. I mean, they laughed at me because I had arthritis of the jaw at 21. And I'm like, it's not because that, that was the joke because I talked too much, you know, and I'm like, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with the fact that I clenched my jaws for the first 16 years of my life, you know? So it's, of course it's stored, like that's, it's stored in your body. So, um, I don't know. Does it help you to write down things? Because does that do you ever go through that process? Yes, that's going to be really unique for for everyone. It's whatever works best for you. I evolved into just kind of talking to myself because I didn't have to wait for that. Like, oh, I got to wait to write it down. Uh, Don't wait and talk to yourself inside your your head or just put on your headphones and, and make it seem like you're having a conversation with somebody else. Right. We can, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you can, you can act as if, or you can just talk to yourself because why not? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you can write it down because sometimes (laughs) it's really helpful. It feels good to write it down and then do something like tear it up or burn it or bury it, whatever works best for you. Uh, flush it down the toilet, put it, probably not flush it down the toilet. We don't want to clog the the pipes, yeah, right. but <laughs> put it in the garbage, whatever kind of ceremony or ritual is supportive to you. Uh, but symbolic really of the this. fact that you are getting rid of it, that you're yes. letting it go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's helpful for the subconscious mind for sure. But any creating any ritual or ceremony is really, really helpful. And if you do that on repeat, um, that is, that's really, really helpful. That speeds up the process, but really just doing it everywhere. Yeah. Get into Mm -hmm. the habit of doing it everywhere and not giving yourself an excuse like, oh, I can't do it now because I don't have all of the, the tools that I need. You have all the tools that you need do it now. Don't wait. That's another program waiting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll do it tomorrow when I'm feeling better. I'll do it tomorrow when Mm -hmm. there's more time or when I'm more successful or more, you know, yeah, there's right now is the time. It's never, never too early, never too early. Exactly. Um, So talk to me a little bit about, um, I was actually blessed enough that I was a single mom for a very short time. I met my second husband pretty quickly after I got divorced. I think like three or four years I was remarried. Um, talk to me because I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with being a single mom, some of the challenges and how you can lay your head down at night with a little less stress. Oh, how you can lay your head down at night with a little less stress. Well, that all comes from within, really. Uh, Being a single mom is challenging, absolutely. And I get to rise to the challenge because that is my, that is the hand I've been dealt. That's my experience. So that's the choice that I choose. How can I still live my best life? How can I still provide for my son? How can I provide him the best that I can? And I think that that's a really important sentence to repeat the best that you can. 
and not getting stuck in the best that I can, because we can always also do better. And I don't say that. I say that because reaching for something, constantly reaching for something more helps to grow you. Yes. And whether that is taking a class or reading a book or making one change, whatever that is, that's all going to make a difference and be impactful. And I am a single mom that has maintained a full-time job and grew a business and wrote books and also went to school. I'm always in school. I always have a coach or a therapist (laughs) (laughs) or, or all three. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm always, I'm always working multiple jobs and I'm single parenting a neurodivergent child that requires a lot of appointments. And I also exercise and meditate and eat well. And I also see my friends and I don't say that I, I say this because it's possible. It's possible to do more than you think that you can. And every time I took on something else, I, I thought, I don't, how am I going to do this? And then I, if you just don't think about it and you just say, I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to keep doing it until I can't do it. And sometimes that looks like my child watches way too much uh, uh, TV And sometimes it looks like my schooling or my business is taking a backseat. You know, finding that harmony. um, I'm always working at finding the harmony. But how I do that also is in working with boundaries. So Mm -hmm. this is my time for my son. And I'm going to be fully present. I'm not going to be checking my computer. I'm not going to have my phone. And whatever that looks like because I'm, I'm creating a life for myself and I'm creating a better life for my son. So it's always looking at what your priorities are for you and making sure that you also have some time for yourself. So, you know, I bike, bike to work for instance, so that I can get in some movement and exercise. So there's ways that you can fit in all of the things uh, to make it a little bit more possible. And it doesn't have to be an hour at the gym as your workout. It could literally be five minutes. You've moved your body. Yep. You've I actually something. have a, I have a client <laughs> who was having trouble and wanted to lose a little weight and get on the treadmill. And I said, well, you know what? We sit and talk on zoom. Why don't you put your headphones in and we'll sit and talk while you walk on the treadmill. And if you need a break, <laughs> we'll stop. But my gosh, we're killing two birds with one stone. Even if you get 20 minutes on the treadmill of our hour, so be it, you know? <laughs> I love that. You got to yes, be a little creative exactly sometimes. That. You have to be creative all of the time. And that is just where perhaps we've gotten a little bit out of practice of being being creative and, you know, having so much entertainment at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We get to come up with creative solutions. I always tell my son there's a solution. What's the solution? What is the solution? So just start asking yourself some different questions. And instead of I can't do it, what's the solution? Right. How can I do it instead of Mm -hmm. I can't? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I mean, you're doing amazing things. You're doing them all at once. You're doing them as a single mom. You're doing, you got so much on your plate. And I can remember times like where I would realize like, hey, you know, kind of like you said, my kids are watching TV too much. 
well, what am I doing that would take away from, you know? So I'm like, Hey, all of a sudden, you know, Hey, come you sort socks while I do laundry. Like let's try to find ways, creative ways to get more quality time because it is, it is tough and you do feel torn. And the last thing you want to be doing is living with the added guilt of thinking you're not being a good parent. And that's crazy because I don't care if you have seven moms and 16 dads, there's, you can't be a perfect parent. Yeah, there's no such thing. There's no no, such thing. Tools, so much education. Uh, I have made so many mistakes as a Mm -hmm. parent, and I will continue to make so many mistakes. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's ten years in therapy for my son over there from from that choice that I made. You know, uh, it's being a little bit more playful and forgiving yourself, and realizing that you are just human. Yep, and I think it's in making the conscious choices like, yeah, no, I'm consciously choosing these things because uh, every choice that I make is also modeling and teaching my son. So what am I choosing for myself and uh, what am I modeling to him and what I'm choosing? And that's what I decided was I'm just going to create these time blocks. And that was, so we always, we always have story time. We always do this. And then I take him, you know, to his lessons, but I couldn't always afford lessons. So what does that look like? So then I would take him to the park and right. I wouldn't sit at the park with my phone. I would sit at the park and be present with him. Yep. So Absolutely. it's all of those little things because he just, your children just want your love and affection and to know they're important. And so then I also tell him you're important. And sometimes he'll interrupt me and I'll say, this isn't a good time. And sometimes I'll say, this isn't a good time, but you're really important. So what is it? And, you know, uh, we're, we're working on it because you're actually more important than, than the work. But I also say, but my work also gives us food to eat and a, a place to live. So I talk to him really honestly about those things. And I think about that's life. super, yep, yeah. I think that's super important. And you have to have your boundaries. You have to have yes. your privacy boundaries. You have to be able to, you know, you have an eight-year-old son or you said eight or nine. You need to be able to go to the bathroom without him following you into the bathroom. So you need to be able to sit like, and this kids are so smart now. I mean, I think about it and the the conversations that we have with a nine-year-old are, I feel like are conversations that years ago we would have had with a 14-year-old, but like as far as privacy and boundaries, because they're getting the information. So you just want to make sure they're getting it properly or at least your version of it properly, because they're going to get another version of it somewhere else for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking, having conversations, just be present. So in terms of parenting, like know that you're doing the best that you can. And if you're not, if you know, you're not doing the best that you can, then do better. I mean, that's the responsibility. I wasn't doing the best that I could. I started to notice I wasn't based on the results I was having with my son. So I had to take a deep, long look at myself and how I was showing up and do the work. And I I had already done so much work, but what was required for me as my role as a parent and as a professional in the healing field is to um, talk my talk, walk my walk. Mm -hmm. I'm noticing I'm showing up like this and I choose to be better. So I have to do the work. And so there, there is no easy way. The way is these are your choices. What do you want to create? 
how are you going to do that? And there's a way to do that on every budget. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many different support groups out there. I mean, there's probably, if you look right now, there's probably a hundred different groups on Facebook for neurodivergent teen or children and, you know, dealing with that or single parent groups or things like that, you know, just get a support group because it does help. It does help to have people to know people are in your corner, you know, to know that there's a group out there rooting for you. It's yes. You know, you're in Canada. I'm in the United States. Yesterday I was on some radio talk show and there were like 14 different countries there. I mean, there's there's access to people. There's access to all these tools. You should never be without for sure. Yes. And know that you're not alone. We have some sirens passing by, but you're not alone. I know that all of us feel well, forgive me for speaking for all of you, but I believe that we all have that shared experience of having moments where like, why me? Or I am all alone in this. And well, why you? Why not you? You know, <laughs> why somebody else? Um, there's a reason why it's you. And that probably has a lot to do with the choices that you made and the patterning that you have. And your ancestral karma and all of these wonderful layers and reasons, but, and the choices that you made and you're, and you're not, not alone. You're not alone in that. Yes, there are groups. Um, and yes, every person is having a really unique experience. And some people have tremendously challenging lives and some people have what seemingly blessed lives and and I understand, <laughs> I understand that sometimes those things can feel really challenging, but you're not alone. And in the same breath, you are meant to do it on your own. Absolutely. You're here having your life and only you can live your life and only you can make the choices that you're going to make. And only you can find the strength within yourself and only you can choose to find solutions. They're all there and available to you, but you have to choose them. And ultimately, I mean, I feel, I think you mentioned it right in the beginning is that we're born with it. We're born with every single thing that we need to live our best lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all this, I, you know, you talk about the, the lens that you're looking through life at and you are born with no lens at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, trauma happens or abuse happens, neglect happens. And then you put on these red goggles and you're seeing everything tinted and red and whatever it is, it's still all in there. You just need to get access, the tools to get those, that different lens off and to be able to look at it, but you have it all in there. Every single person has it all in there. That's what's so frustrating. It's like, you just have to access it and you have to, like you said, you have to want to. Um, I love, I love when you say that he, and I, I use the expression a lot. I think you said it too, is healing isn't easy, but it's simple. It's mm-hmm. getting better. Is it's a simple process, but it's not an easy process. Oh gosh, because it's <laughs> you fight so much against it. Oh, I I can laugh now <laughs> when I think about how much I fought against it for so long, and I uh, it doesn't feel like wasted time anymore. But there was a period of time when it just felt like, oh, but why, why, like, why did I fight against? Why did it take me so long? It's okay it's okay. You're going to get there when you get there and just keep going. 
And I know I, I said all of all those things about choices and it is about you. And also what's also really important is recognizing that if you're going through a hard time, like I see you and, and I, I validate that. Like sometimes it does just feel so hard. Um, and sometimes we just need somebody to, to say that, like, I see you, I see all the work you're doing. I see all of the, the hardships that you're experiencing and I'm just give you love and I, I see you. So I also and, extend that to you as well. And so much appreciated. I'm sure for all of the listeners, cause that is a big one. That is a, a huge, that's huge just to be heard and to know that people understand and people are there fighting for you. Oh, Lainey, this was nice. This was fun. Um, so if people want to hear more, get your books, what I know I'm going to put all the links in the show notes, but what is the best place for them to reach you at? The best place to reach me is my website, Lainey.com. And that's L-A-I-N-N-E.com. It's simple. Please just book a call. You can book a call with me, a free call, and we can chat and potentially I can help you. And if I'm not the right person for you, I am very happy to refer you to somebody that could be a better fit for you. Really, the whole purpose is to to be of service and to help people to help themselves. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm here for. You got it. We thank you so much. So before you leave, I always like all of my guests to leave everybody with a words of wisdom or something, something tangible, something that they can hold on to when they hang up this, whatever they're hanging up, <laughs> this station or whatever you want to call it. My, uh, my mantra in my deep, dark times was dig deeper. And what that means to me, and that's actually what the chapter of my chapter is in the book, uh, A Bigger Mission what that means to me is when you think that there's nothing left inside of you and you just can't go on and you are crawling <laughs> up the hill on the floor, the answer is dig deeper. You're not finished yet. You just need to dig deeper and you will find so much more in, within yourself. It's there. I promise you. Oh, thank you so much. That was so fun. I appreciate you coming. Thank you. Thank you. And for everybody out there listening, you heard it again, another story of hope this time and hope and healing this time from a single mom who is thriving. So believe me, guys, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what you went through. There is always a better you and a, and a happier, healthier, more joyful you out there waiting for you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. If this episode resonated with you or you think someone else could benefit from what you heard, why not share it with someone you care about? Let's heal from our past and take back control of our lives together. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.tammyvincent.com for a free chapter of my book, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. While you're there, be sure to catch my invigorating seminar, Awakening Your Authentic Self. Together, we will rewrite our stories and turn trials into triumphant smiles. Until next time, 
Keep embracing your strength, keep being you, and know that you are more than enough. You are way more than enough right here, right now. <laughs>